Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 118, and I'm drinking St. Elizabeth Allspice Dram. With each episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. So you may be asking, what is St. Elizabeth Allspice Dram? First off, it's a liqueur used in tiki and other classic cocktails, though traditionally went by a more common name of Pimento Dram. It's only been available commercially in the USA for about 15 years after an absence from the market, but there's a history that predates St. Elizabeth's version. Listen on for more. The bottle I have for the tasting is a 750 milliliters. It is 22.5% alcohol by volume, making this 45 proof, and it retails at about 30 US dollars. The bottle is a very dark green Riesling wine bottle shape with a screw top, likely an off-the-shelf bottle sold to many wineries as the only identifying marks molded into the glass itself are volume and dimensions in metric liters and millimeters for dimension. You can feel a seam running the length of the glass where two halves of the mold were fused at the factory. Labeling is very simple. There's one small paper label that's just over two inches tall that wraps around about 80% of the bottle, about an inch from the bottom. This aesthetic leaves most of the bottle unadorned, giving it a rather understated or almost plain look to it. The color of the label itself is a tan or khaki color with a dark brown ink and gold foil embellishments. Small dots form a border on the label in brown ink trimmed in gold foil. Front of the label reads, St. Elizabeth Allspice Dram, which is rendered in the font Coquette. Below this in gold foil is Tradition of the West Indies. Proof and volume information plus liqueur finish out the front of the label. Rotating the bottle to read the back label, we find the expected government warnings plus a European recycling symbol and barcode, both of which are white with dark brown, giving away the fact that the background color of the label is printed in khaki. There's also a brief overview of what the liqueur is along with a URL for the importer, the heroes, as I would call them, at House Elpins who seek out and bring obscure yet wonderful spirits to the USA. It's noted that this is a product of Austria. The bottle is capped with a metal screw cap in a color palette matching the label with allspice dram on the top. Okay, let's go ahead and open this up. I've not yet opened it. Never had allspice dram or pimento dram, so let's give give it a taste. Screw cap. Cracks right off. And as with all spirits on this podcast, I'm tasting it neat, which is undiluted room temperature right out of the bottle. For that purpose, I'm using a clean Glencairn glass, which is a whiskey nosing glass. It's tulip shaped. It allows the aromas to gather so you can get a good nosing and you can swirl the spirit so you can see it well. And then, of course, taste it as well. Okay, let's go for a pour. Oh, it's a little thick. In the glass, the color is a a deep amber. It does have a little thickness to it. You can tell that it coats the side of the glass. It's got some slow tears or legs, which 
is simply the difference in the evaporative effect of the ethanol versus the other liquid, the water or what have you in the mix. But it does coat the glass quite a bit. And on the nose, <laughs> warm spices. It makes me think of Christmas. There's a definite hint of cinnamon and clove. What else? Some nutmeg, probably a little bit of anise or licorice flavor to it as well. Yeah, just warm spice. All right, let's go for a taste. Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's good. Oh, wow. It is quite sweet, which I like. I really enjoy sweetness in a liqueur specifically. It's got a, a spicy heat to it. Not in a, a black pepper way. It's a different effect. It's almost a little antiseptic numbing, perhaps. Let's, let's go for another taste. I definitely get the spice flavor on the palate that I get on the nose. So there's clove, it's nutmeggy, cinnamon, a nice sweetness. There's definitely a balanced sweetness to this. It you anybody would describe this as sweet. I wouldn't say it's cloying. It's not overly sweet, but oh, oh this is good. And it's got quite a long finish. I think it's the uh, thickness of it, which I don't know, probably the sugar, but oh, it, it lasts on the palate. You're left with this warm clove is the note that comes to mind for me, first and foremost. I remember as a kid back in the early 80s doing a holiday tradition where you'd take an orange or a tangerine and you'd stuff cloves in it and you hang it on a string. So you had this clove citrus air freshener thing. I don't know. That's probably not a thing anymore, but oh, it's such a cloveness, but also cinnamon, nutmeg, and hmm. Anyway. Now on to the history. I'll read what's on the back of the label to help set the stage. From its origins in the tropical hills and valleys of Jamaica, the allspice berry has for generations been prized for its exceptional taste of clove, cinnamon, and nutmeg, and a pepper note that dazzles the palate. The allspice liqueur known in classic cocktails as pimento dram brings together the fine pot still rum and allspice berries of Jamaica. Enjoy St. Elizabeth allspice dram and classic cocktails, wassail and punches, mold wine, continental and island cuisine. Okay, so a couple things have come to mind when working on this episode. But first, I think I need to clear up any confusion around naming. For me personally, and I suspect a lot of consumers, I didn't realize there was a difference between pimento, allspice, and pimiento, the red chili pepper traditionally stuffed into green olives. In truth, I didn't know they were pronounced differently. The chili pepper name should or could have an additional I before the E, changing the pronunciation, but this is usually dropped and therefore both names are pronounced the same. So in practice, they've become interchangeable. 
In a cocktail or bar setting, one could be forgiven for thinking of the familiar red pepper bit in an olive adorning a martini when somebody were to say pimento. And for those listeners familiar with the cuisine of the southern United States, pimento cheese is a popular foodstuff, a spread made from cheddar cheese, red peppers, and mayonnaise. Side note, I abhor mayonnaise. This confusion in our lexicon is why St. Elizabeth Allspice Dram is not St. Elizabeth Pimento Dram. Eric Seed, founder of House Alpens, who makes and imports this liqueur, recounted in an article back in 2008 that when he told his wife he was planning to bring Pimento Dram back to the United States, she thought of the red chili pepper and not allspice. Seed was quoted as saying, Her face sort of twisted up and she said, Pimento? This reaction would likely be shared by consumers and probably not favorable for sales of a fledgling brand. So, Pimento was swapped out for allspice, using the English name for the ingredient. Now, what exactly is allspice? From a culinary perspective, it's likely something you have in ground form in your spice rack, In my family, allspice finds used primarily in Christmas cookies or holiday baking in general. I suspect my mother may still have a rectangular metal McCormick tin of it at home, though likely best saved as a curio now since McCormick stopped using the metal tins in 1985, except for black pepper. In other parts of the world and other cultures, allspice is a key ingredient in many dishes. Jamaican cuisine makes ample use of it in jerk seasoning. Mexican cuisine features it in mole, and many Middle Eastern cuisines also use allspice extensively. It's popular in Polish and Finnish dishes, too. The English gave pimento the name allspice as early as 1621, because when they first encountered it, it seemed to have the flavors of cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, and pepper, or all the spices. And the name stuck for much of the English-speaking world, as well as much of Europe in general. Botanically, allspice is the dried, unripe berry of the pimento diocea tree. I'm, maybe it's Latin. I'm not great with Latin. Who is? Nobody speaks Latin these days. Anyway, it's D-I-O-I-C-A. Diocea tree. The fruits are picked green and sun-dried. When dry, they turn brown and resemble large brown peppercorns. The tree is native to the Caribbean islands that make up the Greater Antilles, as well as parts of Mexico and Central America. However, it's cultivated in many warm climates throughout the world and is said to have become naturalized on some Hawaiian islands. Jamaica is the primary producer today. So we know why House Alpins chose to go with allspice versus pimento for the name, but why St. Elizabeth? I reached out to the company to ask this, but never heard back. Admittedly, I didn't pursue it much because I'm guessing the name comes from St. Elizabeth Parish, the second largest of the territorial divisions of the country of Jamaica. Finally, for the last bit of the name, dram. This comes from the measurement term for spirits. Officially, this is recognized as one-eighth of an ounce. However, in practice, dram simply means a small amount of something. For pimento dram, the addition of dram is said to reference how the liqueur was originally consumed, neat in a small amount, a dram of pimento liqueur. I usually start at the start with the invention or creation of a spirit, but the etymology and definition of the primary ingredient seem to need explaining first. 
Also, St. Elizabeth Allspice Dram is not that old. It was created in 2008, so as of this recording, it's 15 years old. The only significant change I've been able to uncover in the brand throughout these years is the label on the bottle. It used to be a copper metallic colored background rather than the khaki color of today, but the arrangement and style of the text appears the same. Not sure why the label was changed, perhaps this version is easier to read due to the higher contrast. St. Elizabeth Allspice Dram is the modern standard bearer in the USA for the category of liqueur historically known as Pimento Dram. So, there's obviously a history predating this spirit. Pimento Dram is said to date to the 1850s in Jamaica where it was commercially produced. The earliest written account listing Pimento Dram as a commercial product is in 1862. In addition to drinking it, it may have frequently been used as a cooking ingredient. In the early 1900s, it was appearing in cocktails, but it was the tiki craze that made the liqueur a must-have. The most common brand at the time was likely that made by Jamaican company Ray and Nephew. Go back and listen to episode 97 for more on Ray and Nephew as I cover their overproof rum. Don Beach and Trader Vic, titans and creators of the tiki craze, made ample use of the flavor in complex rum-forward tiki cocktails, and from the 1940s through the late 70s or early 80s, pimento dram was commonly available. But like other spirits, supplies dried up. With the cocktail renaissance of the new millennium, bartenders and drinks enthusiasts went looking for this quote-unquote lost spirit. In the first edition of the book Vintage Spirits and Forgotten Cocktails, published in 2004, Pimento Dram was listed in an RIP index for impossible-to-get-ingredients. But my revised edition of Ted Haig's book that was published in 2009 states on page 195, since the first edition of this book, at my urging, a bottled pimento liqueur badged St. Elizabeth Allspice Dram came to market and it is lovely. Every bit the equal of the unimported Jamaican Ray and Nephew product. Much like Falernum, which I covered in episode 113, pimento dram became something that tiki enthusiasts and other cocktail sleuths made their own versions of because they couldn't get it commercially. In fact, recipes are still common online for how to make your own pimento dram. Personally, I wouldn't bother. Just track down a bottle of St. Elizabeth Allspice Dram. Now, on to how it's made. House Alpens provides a fair amount of production detail on their website. The ingredients are simple. The liqueur is made from dried Jamaican allspice berries, which are said to have a stronger clove note than do the more common Mexican varieties, I suppose. I would second this, although... To be fair, I haven't taste-tested Mexican versus Jamaican allspice berries, but I get a lot of clove on the nose. In addition to the allspice berries, raw sugar and an intensely aromatic pot-still Jamaican rum are used. House Alpins has a suite of sugarcane distillates they use, but it's not disclosed what distillery actually makes the rum in Jamaica. Blending and final production is done in Austria by Perkhart, a firm with over 90 years of experience producing wines and spirits with their own brands as well as private label or contract production services for the beverage trade. House Alpins imports several other products produced by Perkhart and their expertise must have contributed to their selection as manufacturer of St. Elizabeth Allspice Dram. It does seem a little curious to me though that they have to ship 
Jamaican rum and Jamaican allspice to Austria for production and then ship it all over the world. But obviously the economics work out and hey, who am I to argue? Production does seem fairly simple. It's not an aged product as far as I can tell. I think they're essentially just infusing the allspice into their rum, adding some sugar, likely cutting it to bottling proof with, uh, you know, distilled water to get it correct. But that's about it. I think it's fairly straightforward. They're just blending appropriately the ingredients and filtering, quality control, etc. and bottling. Now on to cocktails and consumption. Of course, pimento dram or allspice dram is called for in a lot of tiki cocktails, but the lion's tail is the cocktail everyone suggests allspice dram be used in. It's essentially a bourbon sour with allspice dram and lime juice rather than lemon. In addition to bourbon and allspice dram, a dash of simple syrup, lime juice, and bitters is all that's needed, along with some ice and bar tools to create this recipe that harkens back to 1937. First published in the Café Royal Cocktail Book in London, Twisting the Lion's Tail was American slang for character distinctly British or annoying a British person. So it's been assumed that the creator of the drink was a prohibition refugee plying their trade in London, and the cocktail may well have been first invented during prohibition. I'll provide a recipe and show notes. So in summary, what do I think of St. Elizabeth Allspice Dram? Honestly, I can't imagine how this ever left the U.S. market. This is amazingly good, because this is compared to the Ray and Nephew version that is available or was available previously. That's what it was said in the uh, vintage cocktail book that it's every bit the equal of the Jamaican made Ray and Nephew brand. This is excellent. Why did bartenders get rid of this flavor? It is so great. I mean, I kind of know the answer. We had terrible disco cocktails and people forgot to drink. I've talked about it in other episodes, but man, this flavor is good. Oh, I love it. And it just, it it gives me a a cozy holiday feeling. It's just comforting. It makes me think it would go well in a warm drink, but also the tropical flavor notes work really well in tiki cocktails. There's a local tiki bar here in my area that they actually have a, a punch card. You can drink your way through all of their cocktails, not in one setting, mind you, it's like 50, and some of them are, there's a lot of rum in tiki cocktails. But yeah, allspice dram is absolutely used. This is so good. I I love it. I'm a fan. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Tell your friends. The show notes are on liquorandliqueurconnoisseur.com. You can also find the show on your favorite podcast platform, I'm also active on social media, currently just Instagram, mostly, and Facebook as well. I love hearing from my listeners, so if there's a spirit you'd like to know more about, please do reach out. And as always, thank you for listening.